Welcome to the Side Action Podcast, the sports gambling show that covers everything in the world of sports betting from A through Z. We'll cover the four major sports as well as anything and everything in between worth some action and we'll increase the size of your bankroll. And here we go. Hey, welcome to Side Action. I believe it's episode 19 of season of season five, but uh, my name is Jim Weglars, a.k.a. Wex. You can follow me at Wexpool on Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm Steve Roberts, a.k.a. Action. You can follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. Podcast at Side Action Pod on Twitter and Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Hey, Action, so what's, what's it been like for you this week? It's been kind of crazy. It's been a weird week. Must have been some... Um, you know, Mercury and retrograde or something. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, wild week too. Week one of 2023. I guess you'll have that. Just trying to get back and catch up on work, mostly. Mm-hmm. And I know you've been traveling, so I can imagine that it was even more hectic for you. Yeah, it's um, first of all, great New Year's Eve party. Had a blast at the Drake. Um, so that was awesome with a bunch of friends and close friend that came with me. That was really fun. And then Sunday kind of was sleeping it off yeah. <laughs> a little hungover, um, watched some games and it was not our greatest week, unfortunately, but, and then I traveled Monday to Colorado to visit my dad a little bit before the business trip, which was all win one. And, you know, you know how I work on Mondays. I'm like at the computer, it was kind of weird working with my dad's cause you know, he didn't have, like I said, no wifi. I'm kind of doing it on <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Doing hot spot, even though I get terrible reception out there. So I'm trying to do my work, and I'm, I'm and we're watching the, you know, we're about to flip on the game, and you know this crazy thing happened with Demar Hamlin, and um, yeah, I didn't get to see the play live. I was trying to figure out what happened. It was like 20 minutes or whatever into the game, you know, like real time, not not game time, and you know it just. It sets the whole week, you know, now nobody knows what's happening, like both with him physically and thankfully he's recovering. He can speak and my God, I mean, that's so, everybody's happy about that. But more importantly, like, you know, for everybody around us, like nobody knows what to do, you know what yeah. I mean? Like how do you respond? And um, so I'm happy he's doing well. And the NFL, I think they voted today. I don't know if you probably have been the latest, um, but you know, he's, so they're not gonna play the game the Cincinnati Buffalo game anymore. Right. Uh, not gonna. They just kind of canceled the game officially, and that's gonna affect how things happen uh, in the league. And you know that affects you know everybody betting and other <laughs> stuff. But what's the latest? Did they end up deciding to to approve the neutral site of the AFC Championship game? Is that what they went with? Or I. Th- I believe that the vote is sometime this evening. I don't think it's oh, occurred yet. I last I read, I thought it was seven or eight p.m. Eastern time. So I don't know if the league has actually ratified the proposal or not. But mm-hmm. I would expect that it will go through. And as you alluded to, it's going to throw some really weird scenarios in for the playoffs this season. I haven't personally quite wrapped my whole brain around them. What I do know is that the game is canceled, as you mentioned, and mm-hmm. Uh, all three teams at the top in the AFC, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, now have everything to play for because of the way that the records are situated. Um, both Buffalo and Cincinnati need to win in order to secure a neutral site game if they were to reach the AFC championship. Right, right. 
I should restate the most important thing is he's healthy or he's going to be yeah. he's living he's getting better definitely anything that happens around it doesn't really matter you know like i said more importantly and mistakenly but but um but yeah i mean i guess the proposal is this neutral site you know if it's going to be kansas city and the bills again depending on what happens this weekend cincinnati could be in the mix plus cincinnati with the division uh you know coin flip if they yeah. if they, if they, if they if cincinnati doesn't take care of business this weekend then they're subject to a coin flip if they play who are they going to play it's just fascinating so yeah. i've is. never seen anything like this of course in the game or have the nfl ever do this i mean even in the COVID year when we had those weird reschedulings they always kind of figured it out maybe they got lucky the way it played out this has just been weird so as a result full disclosure action my research stopped as of that moment so I've been nothing <laughs> since then because I didn't know what to do when were they going to play it what I was going to do and uh, so I'm going to have limited information and plus it's week 18 like we'll go into the week 17 recap a little bit but week 18 means like you know bedlam you know who knows what to expect uh, going yeah. to these games we'll talk more about it later so for the quick recap um, and I guess other injuries we should mention I, I mean Lamar Jackson's not going to play there's a ton of people not playing this week, which I guess we're talking handicap by handicap. It's just a weird week uh, when it comes to that stuff. So you're putting something right here, Bridgewater. Yeah, Teddy also not going to play. I think he got a hand injury of some kind, and it looks like it's going to be Skylar Thompson. But did you know they... they brought up Mike Glennon? <laughs> I was just going to say that, too. Yeah, Mike Glennon, I think he's going to be the backup. I don't know how anybody could be worse than Skylar Thompson, though, so who knows what they're going to do. Don't, don't worry, Action. We've got Joe Flacco on the Jets side for starting. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, well, let's go into let's go to last week's games. Uh, the Steelers, you know, what can we say? Thank you for covering Pittsburgh Steelers, even though it's a co- complete cardiac. Sorry, I shouldn't use that term anymore. It's a complete situation where it, was, it shouldn't have happened, and it kept our hearts, you know, racing at the end. Um, the Ravens were winning the whole game, even though it was really low scoring. And Kenny Pickett last drive. Take Steelers down, 90-yard drive, touchdown. <laughs> so they, they were actually going to not cover the game, <laughs> right? It was 10-6, right? And then they end up winning the game outright. So they covered two for us. Thank you, Kenny Pickett and Mike Tomlin. Yeah, what a game on Sunday night. It was really a great watch. I mean, if you like defensive football and low scoring, the under was a rocking chair winner. And uh, we can't say the same for our Steelers tickets. Yeah, it's, it's two weeks in a row. I mean, yeah. Thankfully, they they did cash in both regards, but man, that's, I mean, we'll see what happens this weekend. They play the Browns. So on the negative side, you know, we were pretty much on the wrong side of all these losses here. We had the Eagles minus five and a half at home versus the Saints. Seemed like a good ticket until they started playing. And uh, Minshew did not have the magic they did in Dallas. He looked bad. In fact, I don't even know if they got a first down in the first quarter. Definitely not, didn't do well in the first half. The Saints weren't like juggernauts, but they scored enough and won this game pretty easily over the Eagles, putting the Eagles in a bad position. If they lose this weekend, not only will they lose the number one seed, they could lose the division and get on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, that would be quite the turn of events. I mean, uh, they have it all to play for. Thankfully for them, the Giants have little to play for, and that's reflected in the point spread. So I know we'll talk about that in the next segment. Right. The Texans, well, the Jags decided to play their guys and play they did. Uh, they destroyed the Texans. You know, this is a match that we talked about traditionally. Texans, even as bad as they've been, cover this situation. They did not. The Jags look really good. They're going, even the game meant nothing to the Jags. 
here before into this game against Titans this week. I mean, let's face it, they're playing great football. Yeah, yeah, they look awesome. And on the other side, the Texans looked like a team that were trying to lose because they're they still need another loss to sew up that number one. Yeah, because the Bears are with them, right? <laughs> and then the Jets. Oh man, the Jets were one and a half point favorites at Seattle. Let's give Seattle some credit. They played really well in this game. They came out of the gates firing. You know, you know, Pete Carroll was fired up, chewing his gum as possible on the sideline. Uh, and they destroyed the Jets. This game wasn't close. Um, I was hoping that there'd be a comeback and that Mike White did not get it done. The defense just didn't play very good early in the game, and that's all that mattered. And unfortunately, the Jets' offense continued to sputter, and they lost outright you know, pretty badly. Yeah, somewhat of a step back from Kaidu. I think you know part of that is due to his rib injury, and part of that just due to him not being quite the superstar quarterback that he was made out to be in that couple week run that he had right. midseason. Last game we picked were the Bengals, and they were leading seven to three. As we said, it was canceled. The way the contest treated was to give everybody a, a half a point or a tie, so that you know he's finished you know one three and one. Didn't have the greatest other picks either. <laughs> Lots of games for just yeah. not going the right ways this week. Uh, so what can be said, you know, what can you do? But overall, uh, underdogs, you know, eight and seven, that's uh, the number uh, this week. And then the unders have still reigned supreme, eight, six, and one. There were four games that were determined by the spreads. So it, that's starting to get a little bit more common, it seems, as we go. And the, the books are getting better with those numbers. Mm-hmm. Or the betters, perhaps, <laughs> in some cases. Maybe. Worshiping those numbers. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if you're taking those underdogs, right? Let's go into week 18 action again as we approach this there's a couple things to consider um there's a lot of seeding going on for teams there's people that obviously are still trying to get into the playoffs and then the third tier is like you said some of them may be intentionally losing for draft picks like the bears and the texans so there's a lot of different ways to look at these games and admittedly i've not done a ton of research on the spreads because i think a lot of it is it's going to be feel what we think is going to happen here right yeah, I mean, more so than any other week in the football season, you really have to focus in on what each individual team's motivations are. Mm. Are they trying to lose? Are they trying to win? Right. Are they trying to rest? Are they trying to build some momentum going into the playoffs? I think that's a fourth tier that a lot of coaches and organizations don't really take that approach. But we've seen it before with the New York Giants is, uh, in 2007, that season where they went into week eight, 17, as it were, against the Patriots, thinking they were going to get smashed. And mm-hmm. They actually played pretty well in that game and ended up parlaying that performance into a run in the playoff, and they beat New England in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So we could see it again from the Giants. You could. Not just the Giants. There's other teams involved, right? So um, let's start off. There's two games on Saturday, and the rest are going to be on Sunday. Uh, there's no Monday night game this week, because and that's the national championship game, which I guess I didn't put on the agenda, actually. We probably shouldn't talk about that. Um, for the for college football. So the first game on the docket is the Chiefs and the Raiders. Uh, the Chiefs open as a 9.5-point favorite on the road, 52-point total. It's 9 in the contest, 52.5-point total. So the Chiefs are in a you know one of these unique positions like we mentioned. If they win, they kind of put the situation where they're basically going to be like, wait, that's how it works. Let me think. Right now, the Bills still hold the tiebreaker, right? So if they win, if the Bills win, then then they would is it Bills and Chiefs win? They they, they do the neutral thing, 
right. The, the Chiefs would uh, still have the number one seed okay. and the bye, most importantly. But the key differentiator would be is if they both make it to the AFC Championship, then due to the canceled game, the NFL is proposing that to be a neutral site and not in Kansas City. Of course, that is is clutch, but I think the bye is equally as important to Kansas City. Yeah, the bye is important, plus the Bills did go to Kansas City to win. You'd figure they'd get some, you know, kudos for that, but what are you going to do? So the Chiefs still are motivated to win. That's the important thing. Now, we didn't talk about Stidham, uh, who played well against the 49ers last week. Do you think that, uh, like Minshew, like some of these other quarterbacks in their second start, that maybe there's a little bit of regression here? I mean, I know that obviously the Chiefs have have had troubles covering numbers all season, especially Mm -hmm. this big number. But, you know, they're not really motivated to win the game, but certainly people are playing for contracts. So what's your take on this this, um, handicap? I, uh, I think I have every expectations. The Raiders are going to put up some points again this week. Stidham played really well last week, and uh, we have seen it reflected in this total now up to 52.5 in some spots. And uh, for that reason, I think that you only have to look at the Raiders here. Yeah. Couple that with the fact that the Chiefs are horrible at covering point spreads in this vicinity. I, I'm kind of shocked that it is such a high number, and I think it's just reflective of the quote-unquote must-win scenario so i like the raiders and the points here raiders definitely i've also heard some sharps on the under here which sounds a little strange because Mm -hmm. these teams can score but maybe stidham does take a little back step and it's not quite as a light show it was as it was against the 49ers so okay we could probably yellow up the raiders here okay i mean i gotta say incredibly uh strong performance against san francisco last week I mean, if you can do that against San Francisco, presumably you're going to be able to do a similar performance against Kansas City's defense. I I do think that our proxy already sold his Derek Carr jersey (laughs) and uh, switched to a Stidham jersey, or at least used a marker or something. (laughs) Some electric, some black electric tape on the back (laughs) over the car stuff. Something like that. Nice. All right, the next game, which is the Saturday night primetime game, sort of cool. I wish it was this Monday night primetime game, to be honest with the action. Titans are going to the Jags. Uh, the Jags, you know, the Jags open as a six and a half point favorite at six in the contest. The totals from 38 and a half up to 40. The winner of this game will make the playoffs as the AFC South champ. The Jags still have a chance to make the playoffs with some other things happening, but they control their destiny. If they win, they're in. Titans are basically out if they lose. So, um, you know, I like the Jags. You know, I do. Is six too much? Hard to say. I, I mean, the Titans, this team is, I mean, they, are they going to yes, start Dobbs yeah. this week? Yeah, he played better than, than Willis. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. But, um, man, six points. God damn it, actually. I wanted to take this game. but what, um, Which side did you want to take? The Jaguars? Yeah. The Jags. The Jags. I can't go Titans. Well, I have a personal confliction on this game because as you may recall i bet on the jaguars to win the division early on at uh, 300 plus and so me personally i i took i took seven actually with tennessee early in the week when i saw it pop and i thought that was a good opportunity for me to get a little hedge down and quite frankly as i dive into this game a little bit more i think that even the six is a little bit too much this is such right. a huge game. I think that we're going to see some pressure on the Jaguars here. And as the home favorite, the team with all the expectations to win, I think that six is going to be a little bit of a, a, a difficult ask for them. 
and uh, combine mm-hmm. that with the fact that Derrick Henry got his week off last week, you pretty much count that as a buy for the Tennantons, despite Dobbs playing. Most of the regular starters were rested, and uh, Vrabel coming off of a bye is dynamite. So I think that Tennessee is going to have a pretty good game plan here, and I, I like the underdog here with the points. Okay. Well, it's a tough one, man, and I, I understand what you're saying. I totally agree with the, the logic. I'm just looking at the Jag schedule down the stretch here. Um, obviously, they, you know the Cowboys game, remember that one? That was a high score. And then they beat the Ravens in a close one, beat the Raiders pretty close game. You know, Texans, they lost. So they actually haven't had that many home games of late. They've played a lot of road games and been kind of those road road warriors. They've been killing it on the road. So, which is funny because it's the contrary to what we say that, that you know, I'm sorry to use it. It's obviously the, the, the stripper handicap. Uh, I don't think Brable's going to have those guys out late yeah. night on sure. Friday for this one. So, um, so probably the, Titans are past, I guess. I don't get on board, though. I, I just, I'm afraid that they can't score uh, in this game. So maybe we pass. If you, you know, if you, you're really convicted on it, I, I prefer to pass. Yeah, I think, I, I think um, there's plenty of other games on the slate that we can look at. I do like the under, since you mentioned it. I think that uh, game was such a high stakes. It's a second divisional game. Going under 40 is a pretty good yep. number there. Right. Okay. Uh, the, one o'clock window for Sunday, you've got the Vikings against the Bears. Um, the Vikings open as a one-point favorite with a 45-point total. Then a massive move to seven and a half on the road in Chicago for a 43-point total, mainly probably to Nathan Peterman yeah. starting, right? The, the the cannon known as Nathan Peterman. Um, you know, the Bears' offense has been incredible with fields. The defense is terrible. We know that. The Vikings are like the worst team to cover numbers. So I am happily stay away from this one action, even though I think the Vikings are probably ultimately the right side here. I just seven and a half. I mean, yeah. come on, bro. This defense is terrible too. Although Peterman, Peterman's garbage. I have no, there's no way that you're gonna get me to lay seven and a half with the Vikings in this game. It's either Chicago right. or pass for sure. I'm just not sure what looks Peterman. So, I mean, I make this four and a half on a neutral. That's with Fields in the lineup, obviously. So the, you got to ask yourself, what's the downgrade? Right. And, um, you know, I, I don't really think that Minnesota is well-suited to go on the road and play in this outdoor environment in Chicago with very little to play for. Right. Can they even improve their seating? Uh, let's think this through. Technically, um, they probably can. Okay. But slim chance. It's going to take, I mean, they've got to have San Francisco lose, mm-hmm, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they have four losses. Yeah. The Eagles could drop to four losses, but then again, they beat them head to head. So the best they could probably hope for is that the I two think, seed, perhaps. Two seeds the best. Yeah. yeah. Although, yeah, I think they still there for the one seed, dude. Because if you think about it, let me look at the standings real quick. Sorry to. You know, pontificate. Well, I'm just America. You know, the 75,000 listeners that we have every week are waiting for me to figure this out. Um, let's see, NFC. Here we go. Here's my situation. You've got they've got four losses. So do the 49ers. 49ers are a better um, conference record, and they will have a better conference record. So if they win and the 49ers lose, they could pass the 49ers. Eagles, they would tie with a loss. The problem is if the Cowboys jump them. They get the they get that spot, 
and they've beaten them. So I think that the Cowboys, they have four losses. God, that's interesting. I don't. I think that they would still, they might just stay in the three spot. So the best they can hope for is a 49ers loss and the Eagles still win and they kind of jump the 49ers, you know. So two seed is the best I think they yeah. can do. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I'm not sure I want to be betting on the Bears. I think you're on track with me. Yeah. So No way. No, it's, it, that's why it's a little... Yeah. Little sidestep action. Thank yep. you. Uh, all right. So Ravens against the Bengals. Uh, this is a this is a big game. Obviously, both playoff teams. Technically speaking, the Ravens could theoretically get the division. I guess is what's happening now. Uh, Bengals open as a six-point favorite. They're up to seven and a half now. Forty-two point total in the opener right now. So, uh, what's his name? Huntley's going to start again. We know Lamar Jackson's out. He's been banged up too. Hasn't played well, could barely throw last week. That's where you see the move from six to seven and a half. Um, you got to figure the Bengals are highly motivated, but shit, man, this number's big, bro. This is what's killing me this week 18. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you think the Bengals can keep this game, I'm sorry, the Ravens can keep this game close enough uh, for that seven and a half, or, or is this just the Bengals all the Not way? Not enough to bet on it. No, I think uh, I've seen all I need to from Huntley. And uh, if while he's still under center, I just don't have any trust in this Baltimore Ravens running or uh, offense. And so right. I, uh, I I really like the Bengals on a teaser. This is a team that I'm going to key yeah. into a lot of teasers this week. Although I would caution folks not to get too crazy on the teasers because there's so much variance here in week 18. Um I like the under a lot in this game as well. I just have seen enough from the Baltimore Ravens recently, and the under run I think is going to continue here at 42 points, but probably a pass for the contest. Just so you know, in the market that I'm seeing action, the Bengals are up to nine, so it's even more than seven and a half. Just yeah. keep that. But if you want to pass, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, we can uh, – let's highlight it in an off-color yellow, perhaps. Off-color, like a mustard yellow. It. Yeah, yeah. Colonel Mustard in Cincinnati against the Ravens. I like it. Yeah. Well, this one's a uh, – you've got it highlighted in red. I'm not sure what that means yet. But um, we've got the next one. You've got the Patriots against the Bills. Uh, the Patriots – or the Bills open as an eight-point favorite, 42.5-point total. It's a 42.5-point total. So what's N.A.? So is it pulled off the card for Circa? That's right. You nailed it. Yeah, Circa announced when they dropped the lines yesterday, given all the uncertainty surrounding the Buffalo football team, that they're uh, not going to provide a line, and it's not going to be added to the contest this week. So unavailable for picking. That stinks, because in the end, I would have been all over the bills here, obviously. (laughs) <laughs> well, we can still bet at any number of shops that have the number posted. It looks like seven, mostly across the board right now. So do you think that uh, Buffalo is going to get focused here? Because I know they haven't been prepped a lot this week. I know, but I do think the Bills own this Patriots team first and foremost. I think that's the biggest thing. Besides, when they, once they got that loss last year at midseason, mm-hmm. they've just completely throttled uh, the Patriots in the, the last three matchups. Now the Patriots are highly motivated as well. They win and they're in the playoffs. So it's it's you know and then if they lose, they just gotta sit and wait and hope that everything else falls their way. But the Bills, you know, they you gotta figure they're highly motivated. They'll know if the Chiefs have won. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um, but also, I just think they're gonna play inspired football for their brother who's you know still gonna be in the hospital and all. So I just find that I understand why they pulled it off. I get it. But yeah. maybe everybody would have taken the Bills. Just what people would. 
Yeah, I mean, at one point this week, there was some uncertainty as to whether or not Buffalo would even want to play this game in Week 18. So I think Mm -hmm. that was part of the reason. I personally am just going to be passing on this game altogether. I'm just going to wait for the playoffs in terms of Buffalo wagers. All right. Uh, We've got the ambulance, too, actually. I know you're waiting for that. Timely. A minute, Edgewater Studio. Uh, Okay, so Carolina uh, is going to the Saints. Uh, The Saints are five-point favorites at home. Went down to three-and-a-half in the contest. The total ticked up from 39-and-a-half to 41-and-a-half. We didn't talk about this in the open, but Panthers kind of blew it. I mean, they had a real good shot last week. And not only – they wouldn't have won the division last week, but they have been in a position to win. They were up big on um, Tampa Bay. But Mike Evans, three big touchdowns, 200 yards. Where was this all year? There it is. Um, And so – what can be said? I mean, I guess the secondary injuries for the Panthers maybe moving this line. Is that is that why it's going, or at least the total's going up? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I've heard a couple of folks this week already suggest that the total looks a little bit short. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's some um, validity to that, given the way that Darnold has been playing quarterback. And this kind of Panthers offense has been putting up some points lately. Um, in terms of the side... I make it two on a neutral uh, for New Orleans, so going through the three is probably about perfect. I don't really see an edge either way with the dog or the favorite in this one. Yeah, me neither. I don't don't like the game, so I'm, we're, we're passing on a lot here, actually. We're going to have to yeah. find some at some point, but yeah, That's all right. let's pass on this one. Another uh, NFC South gem in the Bucks who have locked up the division playing uh, Atlanta, and the Bucks can't improve their position at any at any point, even winning this game. So Tom Brady says he's going to start, but I don't know how long he's going to play. Uh, the Falcons open as a seven-point favorite. Is that really? Okay, down to four in the contest from 38.5 up to four. Maybe that's because Tom's going to play in the first half. And then it could be the – who are they going to play? They're not going to play um, Gabbert, right? They're going to play the young guy, maybe? I can't Trask. tell. I, I'm not even sure who the backup is. Is it Kyle Trask? That makes it's sense. Trask. Might as well He's see what we got. play or something like that. And if he doesn't – um, is that his name, Kyle Trent? Yep. That's right. And then, you know, but maybe they'll have a cornucopia of players, and you got the old Desmond Ritter show who's has thrown a touchdown pass so far mm-hmm. or run for one. So a real great game action. I like the under. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people do, given the uh, tick down to, what, 40, I think, last I looked before we jumped on here. 40 and a half in a couple of spots. If you could get a 41, that's certainly key, but I don't think it's going to be moving in that direction. I did lay uh, three with the Falcons here just because of the lack of motivation. I know you mentioned that Brady is starting, but I don't expect to see this cadre of wide receivers very much in this game. If they start, I think it'll be a series at the most. Because right. you have Godwin and Evans and uh, Julio who are aging wide receivers and they need oh, yeah. to get them healthy for the next week. So yeah, I think that even at four, there's a value with the Falcons. Right. No, I think so too. So I guess we can yellow it. Can we put that stain, mustardy, yeah. crappy like yellow in there? I like it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Texans, Colts. Uh, this is another great AFC South championship, non championship game. <laughs> So the Texans go to the Colts. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point fits at home. The total is from 39 down to 38. And in the contest, it's two-and-a-half as well. Wow, man. This is an awful game. I know this is your squad. I'm sorry that you had to endure this season action. Jeff Saturday hopefully will not be coaching on next Sunday, next year. 
Um, but the Texans want to lose, right? Yeah. I mean, so it's, two and a half, not a bad number if you're supposed to win, but I hate this Colts team this year, man. They really let me down. Yeah, I know. I think that there is uh, motivation for both teams to lose in this game. The Colts can still improve their draft position. And by losing, they give the possibility that the Bears can slide into the top spot and thereby That's block right. their uh, divisional foe from getting a top quarterback in next year's mm-hmm. draft. Although it's really hard to predict that a team is just going to lay down from fans. And I don't expect that Jeff Saturday will sign up for that. And so I don't really have a, a great expectation that Indy will try to, to lose straight out. I do think that scoring is going to be very difficult in this football game. So I like the under a lot, even at 38. Um, as far as the side goes, really tough to make a play, I think. Is John Taylor, he's done Yeah, for the Taylor's year. out for sure. And I think that yeah. Nick Foles got hurt last week on that sack by uh, Thibodeau. Um, oh, yeah. And the, he was and doing the snow, snow angel. Snow angel, yeah. Uh, Jeff Saturday didn't like that very much. And Thibodeau has no idea who <laughs> Jeff Saturday is, so... There's your uh, feedback on that one. (laughs) I think it's going to be Ellinger under center, who has got to be better than Nick Foles, but uh, still have no interest in betting on the Colts at two and a half. Yeah, for real. Okay, let's just pass this one, man. Jeez. All right, how about uh, the Browns and the Steelers, baby? Steelers, three-point favorites on the opener. Now two and a half. (laughs) The total went from 39 and a half to 40. Is this a sucker play action? The Steelers are going to win, right? I mean, first of all, Tomlin, he's got to keep his non-losing season alive. They, they could tie, and he still could get up there. And, I mean, Watson's been bad. The Browns have been bad. It's just the Steelers just don't score a lot of points. It's just hard to – I mean, this is the exact same situation the last couple of weeks, yeah. you know. Oh, they're going to cover. So I'd be on the Steelers because it's two and a half. That's the only reason. If it was three, not a chance because they'll probably push us anyway. But um, I'm sure you're going to love the Browns. I do like the Browns. I I took three uh, when it popped earlier this week, but I don't know that any threes exist anymore in the market. I I could see it toggle back and forth, though, really. If you're interested in the Browns, I would wait. There's there's really – it's asymmetric risk here to wait and see if you can get a three if you want to bet on the Browns. Um, I don't think I would want to take two and a half in the contest, but I don't think I want to lay it with Pittsburgh either because I think – I think the Browns are going to have some motivation to knock the Steelers out of the playoffs. I know they have sure, like very sure. slim chances, but a win for Cleveland here, I think is something that they'd be interested in. That's true. Now they did beat the Steelers pretty good early in the season, but um, eh, okay. We'll agree to disagree on that one. Uh, and another stay away. Well, we'll get, we'll, we'll get a couple picks in some point action this week. <laughs> Okay, we've talked about the Jets-Dolphins game already a little bit. The Jets are Dolphins, still in the 1 o'clock window. The Finns are f- open as a four-point favorites. And now, the wait, in the contest, the Jets are yeah. favored? Is yeah. Right? Minus one. 41 and a half, down to 38 and a half. So this must be due to the quarterbacking, but I don't know, man. The Jets with Flacco, they're favored on the road. They, they play like garbage. I, I don't know, man. I The Dolphins are in a situation where – they have to win, and New England has to lose for them to get in. So highly motivated spot. We know Tua is not going to play. Um, I don't know. I 
Is that what that, what's in the marketplace now? I'm just dude? confirming I mean, it, it, on this uh, website. It's definitely Jets minus one. And I'm looking at my odd screen now and seeing Miami two-point favorites across the board. So the market apparently likes the Blaine Gabbert elevation. <laughs> well, it's not Blaine. It's uh, Skylar Thompson or um, Mike Oh, Glenn. sorry. Wrong, washed-up <laughs> quarterback. I I think you got to go with the fence yeah. here, buddy. I. I mean, this is a value pick. I think everybody's going to pick it in the contest given where things are going. But True. I don't – even if – let's just say – let's say full strength here. Jets playing their best football against the Dolphins. This is a tough spot for the Jets. I mean, they're going to I, – I was on them a couple weeks saying, oh, they can make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. They have not played well for weeks on offense. Defense is usually pretty good. Last week, not so good. This is a better offense, and I know Skylar Thompson's not good, but – you're not going to be that bad against, you know, the Jets. Oh, man, I have a really hard time betting on Skylar Thompson, though. He's been so I know. Good. I mean, if if I knew that Glennon was going to play and get some time, even though – was he on the practice squad or was he just a signing off That's the street? That's what they said. They elevated okay. him from the practice squad. Yeah. Okay, so at least yeah. he knows the offense. I mean, um, obviously there are some betters in this market who think Miami is do something. But it, maybe it's just the straight-up fate of the Jets, too, because they are out, Right. No, no chance. Yeah. So, no I chance. Mean, They've been eliminated. This is a team week. who's been playing for the last four to five, six weeks. Who thought they had a legitimate shot at the playoffs? Now a demoralizing loss in Seattle. You're traveling to South Beach for Week 18. Perhaps the Jets are just going to lay down in this game. And something has to give. The, I mean, the Bins have lost five in a row. The Jets have lost five in a row. And it's been a rough road for both these teams that were looking like, you know. NFL darlings early in the season for for both of us you know we were we were on at least on the Jets early but yeah one two three yeah five losses there you go Jets were seven and four at one time um <laughs> wow so all right I'm, I'm on the fence I think you're here. right it's gonna be a popular pick but um you know yeah we're sure. just in and out let's try to finish strong okay Dallas in the four o'clock we've got Dallas at the Commanders the Commanders we'll talk about that in a minute uh, Cowboys open as a six-point favorite on the road, now up to seven in the contest, from the total from 42 to 41. Two things about last week that we didn't mention. So they start Arson Wentz. He was yeah. awful. Three really bad interceptions. I don't know if you heard his post game. He's like, hey, about what were you thinking on the interception? He's like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> the other thing was like, Ron Rivera, I'm sure you saw this on the meets, like, Ron, um, so Coach, Coach Rivera, uh, if Green Bay wins and you're eliminated, you know, would that have changed your decision-making thinking? And he's like, eliminated? Classic. <laughs> so the Commanders got eliminated last week because with Green Bay winning and them losing and going back to Heineke this week. So a little bit crazy. Actually, I think it's going to be Sam Howell, actually. I've been reading that oh, really? rookie quarterback okay. will finally make his debut. And uh, nice. I, I think I like the move. Um I think the commanders are going to be a little live here, to be honest with you. Seven points uh, with a defense that I would expect is not going to quite lay down. This is still a rivalry game. And I yeah. I liked Sam Howell in college, and I think that he's going to upgrade over, definitely over Wentz, perhaps even on par with Heineke in terms of ability. So I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, the other thing you got to consider is that even though the games are at the same time, the Eagles are playing at the same time as the Giants, they're going to be score watching, yeah. right? They can't move up unless the Eagles lose, you know, and they're also secure in their position, you know, at the five seed 
regardless. So if they win the game and the Eagles lose, yes, they can they can jump up and win the division and get up and host a playoff game. But let's say the Eagles come out and they're winning 14 to nothing or whatever in the second half. How hard are they going to play? Yeah. So that seven points does seem like too much. So I guess we're back on the commanders. Yeah, the back door yeah. will certainly be open in this one, I believe. And, you know, we touched on it the last several weeks. This Cowboys defense is not the same defense that started the season. I think injuries have finally caught up to them. So what better way to gear up for the playoffs but to rest some of those guys here or not play quite as hard. And so I think that's going to happen. I agree. Okay, uh, Chargers going to the Broncos. Uh, the Chargers open point favorite uh, in this one, 41 point total. Uh, the total's down to 40, and then is it really up to the Broncos minus three? Is that, That's is right. that true? So, interesting situation, I suppose. But because the Chargers technically can move up, but I guess, you know, they must be resting Herbert. I have not seen any news on Herbert. Um, I, what I've heard, though, is that the Chargers are preferred to be in their position, whether I think it's the five seed, perhaps just based okay. on the way that here's the bracket is going to shake out um, to right. uh, make it an easier path into the playoffs. And so I think that oddsmakers and betters alike are expecting that the Chargers will try to lose this game to make it a seeding, mm-hmm. ironic as it is. So I guess I have to think that through. They're, they're the five seed, but they... Here, let's see what this works. The five seed, they can only move down because they can't move up, right? So they can move down. If they lose, they would, instead of playing the Jags, then they would play like one of the top three. Hmm. Doesn't make sense to me. And then when the Bengals play, the Bengals play later, right? Or they already played at the, the Bengals played. I guess they already know the outcome at that point. Mm-hmm. If the Ravens lose, then they're definitely locked into the five right. seed. So we know that. Exactly. If they, yeah, okay. So that's that's the thought, the thought process. So and, with the Broncos, huh? And for that reason, uh, I, I heard on a podcast earlier that uh, a Cincinnati Bengals money line parlay to the Denver Broncos minus three is going to be a very uh, good look. Because as you mentioned, if the Bengals win, then the Chargers seed is locked up. They're going to get that five seed and presumably play the Jags or Titans. And so if we see the Bengals win, there's a good chance that this three-point spread currently for the Denver Broncos might be trending towards six or seven because the Chargers will definitely lay down at that point. So uh, I think that I already put it in uh, Bronco. I'm sorry, Bengals money line to the Broncos spread pays like a little bit over plus money. And uh, I think it's worth a shot. Sure. Sounds good. So Do you want to wait? Lay three. Do we out of the contest? I think so. Yeah, I mean, we already talked about how we like the Bengals this week. So if we like the yeah, Bengals yeah. and we think that this number is going to be six or seven by kickoff, laying three is some value. Little parlay, little parlay for the side dash. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. Yellow. Maybe maybe turns it in too. Okay, uh, Arizona going to the 49ers in the 4 o'clock window. The 49ers open as a 13-point favorite. It's 14 in the contest. The total from 40, 40 and a half. Now, as we discussed, they can still be the one seed, actually. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they win their game and the Eagles lose, they're going to be the one seed. It's pretty simple. So they're playing at the same time as the Eagles. Um, I don't know. 14 is a lot of points, dude. I, I, I think there's a really good football team. That's what kind of hurt me because a pretty – I guess they're pretty good offense, but with a backup quarterback, you know, a young guy, they 
kind of got lit up, and I, that was weird. So I don't like Arizona at all. But they actually played pretty well last week. They covered their number against Atlanta, uh, but certainly not the same caliber team. Yeah, David Blau playing starting at quarterback again for the Cardinals. But I'm with you. I I think uh, laying 14 is a lot here, but I also have no interest in backing the Cardinals here in the last week of the season. So that's for me as well. Okay. Easy. Yeah. Okay, we've got the Giants going to the Eagles. The Eagles open as a 10-point favorite at home. Now it's 14, 40.5-point total and up to 43 uh, total now. And so the four points laid by the Eagles in this one, I don't know, man. I think it's too many points. I, I don't really think the Eagles – it's not just – I don't think the defense has been playing good. But as much as um, I'm assuming they'll probably sit Daniel Jones, at least Saquon Barkley, but, I mean, they can't improve their seating, obviously, the Giants, but they're salty. They're going to the playoffs. They don't want to be laying down for an eight, uh, their, you know, their opponent that's in their division. So I'd probably be on the, on the Giants here. Yeah, I, I love the Giants in this game. 14 I think is way too many points and uh you know this Jalen Hurts I believe is slated to come back and play but he's been nursing a shoulder injury and I can't imagine that the Eagles have him into too many harms way in terms of his running because they need to get him healthy into the playoffs so right I, you know the one big advantage that the Eagles offense has is Jalen Hurts and his ability to run the football and I just don't see that happening this week you add into the fact that uh, two, three years ago, I think it was, the Eagles, you probably remember the Sunday night game on week 18, yeah. they had a chance to, um, I think it was Washington that they were playing, they had a chance, Jalen Hurts was playing that night, and they, if he they was. won that game, the Giants would have made the playoffs, but they sat Jalen Hurts in the second half, and and, uh, and brought in that in, former Indiana quarterback, and they lost the game, and the Giants were knocked out, and they were none too pleased about that, so... I think yeah, that, was that the Giants team. are going to be uh, looking for a little bit of payback on Sunday. Are we going green? Yeah, here? yeah, I like the Giants a lot. I like them. I, I, I took uh, plus nine and a half in the first half as well with the Giants. I think that there's value there, and uh, definitely a second half bet or uh, 14 is also in play for sure. Yeah. I do think now looking back, we missed on the opportunity of doing the Giants last week because they just laid the wood last week. But, you know. Yeah. Too late. I bet on the Colts last week. <laughs> All right, that's okay. Uh, you would have gone against us last week. You've done great. So the Rams uh, in the 4 o'clock window, the Rams going to the Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks open as a 5.5 point favorite at 6 in the contest, 41.5, staying at 41 for the total, 41.5 for total. So interesting, the Seahawks aren't guaranteed a spot. So if they win, they still have to watch the Green Bay-Detroit game. They would eliminate the Lions if they win, so they obviously have a, a possibility of, of you know maybe the Rams. You know, it's hard to say who, who this team is. And they played pretty well of late, um, but you know the Seahawks obviously took care of business the first time they played. I just don't really trust what happened last week with the Jets, so I'm not really sure. Even though it's a home game, I can't really lay those six points mm -hmm. in this game action. So. If the Rams are passed, I'd be happy to walk away from the the Rams. Yeah, I agree with you on the that sentiment. Rams are passed. I think though the the Rams have had their number. I think mm -hmm. is this the the NFC West? I know there's always these pairings, but I mean, despite Seattle winning the first game this season, I believe just pulling up the head to head, 
it's the Rams that have actually owned this series recently. And actually, they did get the cover despite the loss earlier this mm-hmm. season. They they covered at yep. six and a half. And yep. um, four straight covers in a row for L.A. in this series. Yeah. So I think that six is too many. And I just don't trust the Seattle Seahawks team. So if anything, I would take the six. I would consider it for the contest if you would. Okay, I'm going to have to see how many we have. Let's yellow on the Rams. I I don't know. Okay. It's definitely going to be one of the lower picks here, but I mean, you know, who cares now? We'll just yeah. try to get as many points as we can and make it happen. Um, the last game is the eight o'clock game, eight twenty for Sunday Night Football. That's going to be Detroit against the Packers. I do think it made a mistake here. I do think they should have put the Titans game here, and they should have flipped, you know, this game at the same time as Seattle because it doesn't really make sense. You know, now Detroit could be, you know, dead team walking. Green Bay opened as a four and a half point favorite. It's still four and a half in the contest. The total went from 48 to 49. The real question here is if Dan Campbell will still play his squad really hard if they are eliminated, which I think they will. Um, I really do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what your thoughts are in this one action. Well, I mean, uh, this number is set at kind of like mm-hmm. a 50-50, I would say. Probably even more shaded to the... Green Bay side because of the line in that Seattle Rams game because if both teams had motivation full-on motivation I make this one on a neutral and there's no way that I could ever get to four and a half especially given the Green Bay Packers porous run defense I mean I but I and I also agree with you I think that even if Seattle wins that Detroit is still going to play hard I don't think it's in Campbell's nature to lay down, especially against a division rival with a chance to knock them out of the playoffs. So I really do side with the Lions here at four and a half, but I have a hard time putting our contest on it just due to the motivational question mark. Well, let me ask you a question, Action, because I've heard a lot of conflicting information of late because we always were dogging the pack all, for a long time. Is their defense gotten much better? I heard it's gotten better the last you know, in this win streak. So now granted, maybe it's who they're playing, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, and I mean, I think the Packers are going to win this football game, even if, even if they're playing for all the marbles, I think the Packers win. four and a half is really bad for a divisional matchup. Um, if yeah. this game matters, but I just, uh, I don't know, man, it's, it's interesting for a lot of juice on the pack in general. Like somebody said, I think they're plus 1600 or something to win the Super Bowl or, or no, win the NFC. So if you end up mm-hmm. taking them now and they make it next week, you're already the drop. Odds are going to drop really quickly. Um, so I don't know. I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. I think I might dabble on this situation. Not that I love Aaron Rodgers. You know, I think he's a jerk. But um, you know, this is this is what he wanted. Game at home, Sunday football, get to the playoffs. If we win, come on, man, he's going to play great. Christian Watson has been great. They started using the running game, and the defense has played a little bit better. Their their pass defense, um, they've used Jair Alexander really well. He's played, he shut down Justin Jefferson last week. I think the Lions have more of a diverse passing attack, but in the cold in Green Bay, come on, dude. I mean, I, so I'd be Packers or pass here. I I just don't have the number, but um, I think it's probably going to be a popular, um, like it's going to be a, I think everybody's going to bet Green Bay, you know what I mean, like the total homer pick, but I don't think it's wrong. Yeah, I don't know if I can get there on mm. the Packers. That's tough for me. 
I'm a lion tamer now, I guess. Where's where's, where's the doctors? I mean, even if uh, Alexander lines up against uh, St. Brown, you know, the Lions have other weapons on the outside. Jamison Williams has been playing uh, better, and um, I can't name any of the other receivers now, but, I mean, Goff has been really good this year spreading the ball around. They're the tight ends, and they got the running game. Swift has been good. I know what you're saying. I just, uh, yeah. I, I think the Lions have gotten better this year. I think this is the game they, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, we can stay away. I'm happy to just watch. Like a yeah. Fan. I think I would feel better staying away, to be honest with you. Yeah, easy enough. Let's see how many picks we've got here. We've gone through, like, the Raiders at, on the road, or at home, um, getting nine points against the Chiefs on Saturday afternoon. I have to get that pick in on time. Yeah. We kind of lightly shaded the Bengals. <laughs> it's three and a half, seven and a half at home against the Ravens. Uh, that's at, on the one o'clock window. We also lightly shade, shaded the Falcons, uh, laying four against the Buccaneers at home at one o'clock. Uh, we highlighted the Dolphins getting one at home against the Jets. We Washington getting seven at home against the Cowboys. Seems like a common theme. We like another home team. The Broncos getting three or laying three against the Chargers. And here's a couple road teams. The Giants getting 14 at the Eagles and the Rams getting six at Seattle. I think that's enough to pick from to avoid these games that we're kind of 50-50 on. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah so we'll talk it through. Uh, let's give you the contest update here. We've got uh, – we didn't do well last week. Actually, it's been three tough weeks after our big 5-0 and spot. Um, one, one, three, and one. Um, so now we're you know, 53%. It's a little lower than we want to be. We can still get close to 60, but not hit the 60%. It's a shame because the top 100 is right at that 60 mark that we targeted. Um, so right now, you know, we're at uh, six points off the off the pace here, at 45 and a half to the 51 and a half of the top 100. So we know what the bogey is. Actually, we just got to do a little bit better here and there. The top dog is is sitting at what did we say? Just 68% or so, 68.7%. Yeah. At 58.5, which is low for them. So it's been a tough year across the board for people. Um, let's see if we can finish strong and you know build for next year. And we are going to do March Madness, uh, everybody. But uh, splash, it's expensive this year. It looks like everybody's <laughs> gouging the prices. So we got things to look yeah. forward to. The uh, construction exposition yeah. is uh, driving the prices up, apparently. Or, I mean, first real year out of the pandemic is probably part of it, too. How did they plan it that week? <laughs> yeah. So um, I know you're, you're in a rush to get things going, but I wanted to give the, the fans, the loyal fans, yeah. just a little talk about the national championship game on Monday. Uh, we didn't talk about semis, but some crazy games in the semifinals on New Year's Epic. Eve. Uh, a couple great games that came down to the wire in both. And now you've got TCU against Georgia. Uh, Georgia is laying 12 and a half right now. It opened closer to 13 and a half, 14. It's been bet down. Um, so this game, you know, Georgia's been the prohibitive favorite all season. They have a chance to get go back to back, and that doesn't happen. But TCU, you know, they've been they've been salty, man, and and they're kind of in the underdog role because the Big 12 is not as respected as the SEC. But I mean, let's face it, they came in, they played Michigan, punched them in the mouth, had two defensive scores, maybe got help with a bad call at the goal line, uh, but <laughs> but uh, a better seem to be taking the taking the points in this one, huh? Yeah, yeah, they sure are, right? 
I think you uh, nailed the key point here is that early on, at least up until here Friday evening, the sixth, the underdogs yeah. are getting bad here. So 13 and a half down to 12 and a half. It's pretty clear that some folks are taking a position on TCU and well, how could not uh, the way that they just really went after Michigan in the trenches was impressive. And I think that uh, the way Georgia plays football in Michigan, they're kind of cut from the same cloth. They've got the, you know, very stellar line play. And because of that performance against Michigan, I think betters are seeing that, okay, TCU can handle that type of football. And so there's an expectation that they can do, take a similar approach against right. the Bulldogs. So. And the total 62 and a half, um, you know, given the semifinal games, it seems like the over would be reasonable. They're playing in so it's going to be, you know, good conditions, but mm-hmm. you know, most sharp people are smart. They go under, I, I can't, I don't know, actually, and I want TCU. I'm in rooting for them. I, I've seen them play a lot this year. I like the way they play. Sonny Dyke's a really good coach. I think Georgia's going to crush him, dude. I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I think it's really? going to be a, it's going to be sad. I think they're going to beat him bad, and it's going to be a low. It's going to go under the total. I think that. I don't know if it was Harbaugh or what, but it's like Michigan wasn't prepared for that football game, and the turnovers, yeah. you know, two two defensive scores. And, you know, I think they had a fourth down conversion they didn't get. They made some bad decisions. I don't think Georgia's going to do that. So TCU has to play better than they did. Maybe the number was wrong at 14, but 12 and a half, I think I take it. And, I mean, at first I was like, look, okay. I heard before the Final Four, like, TCU was like seven or eight to one to win the title. And that's when you take them, and then you can hedge in this situation. Of course, I didn't do that. Um, but but I think this is, I don't know, man. I'd be surprised if, if the same thing happened. I think Ohio State played really well against Georgia, and they got scared. This time, I think they're not going to play any games, and they're going to beat down the Horned Frogs. I like it. I uh, think that both of those sides, the Georgia side and the under, are going to be a little bit mm-hmm. contrarian. So definitely can't go wrong in direction in such a big game, primetime Monday night college football championship. I personally put in a couple of props. I'm betting on uh, the TCU quarterback Max Duggan to score an anytime yeah. touchdown at plus 130. He uses his legs a lot, and he is uh, prolific at getting into the end zone. So I like the value there. And I also bet the TCU tailback under his rushing yards prop at 67 and a half. I think that, uh, if anything, this Georgia out defensive line will uh, – press the running backs a little bit and make TCU a passing team. And so that's all I've bet so far for like Monday it. night. I like it. Well, I'll be doing a community presentation at six o'clock before the game starts at six 30 central. Um, so I'll be talking to my, you know, my Chinese brethren that I'm doing this project in Chinatown. So hopefully I'll get to catch the second half, but um, I'm sure you have plans to watch the game somewhere. Yeah, nothing really planned for Monday night yet. Maybe venture on down to MGM Detroit, see if I can catch it in the sports nice. book or something. Nice. Um, for the weekend, you know, tomorrow is the big game night for, uh, you know, for, for the late belated celebration for me. Um, you know, the, I'm usually the minus money favorite, but I haven't won in a couple of years, action. So, you know, Uh-oh. I'll see if I can influence that this year, but it should be a good time. And, and then Sunday I'll be working and watching football. So hopefully you have a nice weekend plan. I knew you had skiing last weekend and you got home safe. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 
laying low a little bit this weekend. It's kind of our off week before we travel again next week. So we're going to take it easy, watch some football, basketball, hopefully. Nice. Nice. Well, hey, follow us at Side Action Pod on Twitter, at Side Action Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Wexpo on Twitter and on Instagram. And follow me on Twitter at 31SRoberts. All right, everybody. Good luck this weekend and be safe. That's a wrap for this episode of the Side Action Podcast. We appreciate all of your listens and thank you for joining us. We'll see you all again next week on Thursday for some more hot picks and side action. podcast its owners and associates take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the show hosts or their guests statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of this podcast and opinions between talk show hosts may conflict individuals following the advice given on the podcast accept their own risk of losses from wagers made as the side action podcast its owners hosts associates or guests will not guarantee any advice given the opinions and advice given on the side action podcast is for entertainment purposes only gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER intro and outro and transition music credits song titles jerry 5 and district 4 by kevin mcleod at incompetech.org license under creative commons attribution 3.0 creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by 3.0